I've went through some weeks where it was a little bit hard for me to get enough income from the leads and from the jobs that was coming in. So the first thing that I thought was that I was going to go back to my previous job and go of like do gyms in the afternoons and in the weekend. But then I sort of like remember about pay for a guarantee. And when I looked at it, I thought when I was in my old job, I was getting paid maybe $250, $260 a day to be there for eight hours. And when I calculated it, I thought only it would take me four modes of pay for a guarantee to make $260. And so for me, it was a no brainer because I could go out and make the same amount of money with things to pay for a guarantee compared to if I went back to my previous job. So Quinton, thank you very much for joining us today on the Jim's Mowing and also the Jim's Group podcast. It's good to catch up with you because I remember you from training and we did a um, little social media clip and interview with you about yourself and about your um, experience at the training. So it's great to be able to catch up with you in your business now. Daniel Franchisor um, wanted you to speak about pay for work guarantee, which is a unique feature of the Jim's system. He says you've been really good claiming that when you've had to and just maybe can explain to people what it is and how it's been helping you in your, in your new business. So I've started in April. So I was in the training sort of mid-April, I think. And uh, the training was fantastic. How easy it was to organize. So everything went through my franchisor. Then he organized everything for me. And all I had to do is to show up. And then everything was into the one spot. So um, we I've met actually some franchises with who I still speak to this day. That was great to be like the... I've, took plenty of notes and I still refer to some of the things that I took in the training to these days. So yeah, no, the training was very good. Yeah. Very helpful. And how, and, and how have you been going anyway? So obviously paperwork guarantee is something that's in place. So you, you've been using that, which is great to hear. That's what it's there for. Yep. So do you want to talk a little bit about, about that and how you've gone about, about claiming it and um, what, what's actually involved with it? Yeah. So basically... I started so in April just before winter and winter here in Queensland actually came more than a month early and then after winter we went into which is at the moment a dry spring. I went through some weeks where it was a little bit hard for me to get enough income from the leads and from the jobs that was coming in. So the first thing that I thought was that I was going to go back to my previous job and solve of like do gyms in the afternoons and in the weekend. But then I sort of like remember about pay for a guarantee. And when I looked at it, I thought when I was in my old job, I was getting paid maybe $250, $260 a day uh, to be there for eight hours. And when I calculated it, I thought only it would take me four modes of pay for a guarantee to make $260. And so for me, it was a no brainer because I could go out and make the same amount of money with things to pay for a guarantee compared to if I went back to my previous job and while staying in full control of my business so I could still keep my leads turned on all the time and and plus it didn't take it doesn't take me eight hours to do four modes so it would take me maybe four hours or so so in half the time that it would have taken me to have like a full shift at my previous job I can make the same amount of money stay in business and just like have my leads on as i said all the time and which was helping heaps yeah so how did you go about claiming did you go around to people's houses or how were you going about um doing those jobs what did you do for them yeah so the when i first started to claim pay for a guarantee i started with people i knew 
So there was a few people I knew around where I live. And then I went through, actually, James himself told me to do this, which I started to email all the gyms people, not necessarily gyms mowing, but gyms cleaning, gyms, like all the gyms that were around me. And I got a few services from them. Like some of them asked me to mow their yard, which that was for the first couple of weeks that I was claiming it. And then once I ran out of people to do free mows for, I started to go down the streets and knock on the doors. And it was challenging at first because I, I, I didn't really know how to introduce it and how to talk about it. And I never thought, but you actually have to sell like a free service, which sounds crazy. <laughs> but like, if you don't introduce it the, the proper way, people are going to be standoffish and they don't really understand why. And they probably think that there is something coming behind. And then I was talking with another franchisee here that has been going for a few years. And he gave me a great advice, which was to introduce myself as a new gym swing in the area. And as part of my training, I'm going out and offering free services. And when I started to introduce it like this, people were like a lot more welcoming and happy to help. And I was upfront about it as well. Once we got the conversation going, I was just explaining to people that I'm still getting paid by Jim's group to offer these three services, that it's a way that Jim helps their new franchises by offering the possibility to go out and offer free services and get paid by it. And so as soon as I was explaining it this way, I would say that 80 pe- 80% of the people that would answer the door would say yes. And another couple of things that I've learned or that I am doing when I claim pay for a guarantee or the first thing is I always present well. So if I have a slow day with only a couple of jobs, I would do pay for a guarantee first in the morning so that I can have clean clothes and whatnot. And then I'm always polite and courteous when people answer the door. Yeah, I explained the way I just said it. And if someone says no to me, I never insist. I just wish them a good day and, and keep walking down the street. But yeah, that's a few things that I've been doing. You have the good accent, Quinton. It should help you a bit better as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one, of, one of the things like when people say no, often is because they didn't understand. <laughs> so it could be because of my accent. But also I think sometimes when people are old and they might not be interested, like hearing properly or when people don't speak English very well, uh, that's when they might not understand what I'm saying. And so like they say no, but like, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the, the only time. But how long have you been using the paperwork guarantee for? Are you still using it or how long were you, were you on it for? So I was using it probably. So I started, as I said, end of April. I started using it mid-May when I, I realized that my weeks were a bit short through winter. So June, July, August is probably when I was using it the most just to complement my weeks. And today I don't use it all the time, but if I have a week that's a little bit slower or where I've got some jobs being cancelled or something, I might just go out. Now, are you still using the pay-for-work guarantee and and how long you started in April, I think starting in April, you were saying, and how long have you been using it for? And it's good. And you obviously, you said before you use it during the winter months, but how are you going now with everything? Now, as I said, like I was just, uh, I'm just using it if I need to, or like if I have a slow week now, I'm getting to the point where my weeks are filling up with the regulars that I've been getting and 
I'm getting jobs from real estate agents and things like that, which helps me to fill up my weeks. But if I have a day where I might have no jobs or if I have a day where I only have a few jobs, I will still use pay for a guarantee. Because um, what I figure as well is that if I do four free malls or like four jobs for pay for a guarantee, it's also canceling out technically the franchise fee for the week. So when you think about it this way, it's also a very good thing to do. Like for any of the franchises out there, I think getting started, even if someone doesn't want to do a lot of pay for a guarantee, I think just to do just four or the full week, uh, that's 260 or so dollars. And that will cancel out the franchise fee, which is helpful as well. Like if you're a bit slow at first, like the fact of not having to pay franchise fee at the end of the month, it does definitely help. Uh, and, and Dan was saying you've been good at helping other people in the region as well, use it and explaining how it works and just, just talking, like just encouraging them to use it because it is there to be used. So don't oh, yeah. do at that. Yeah, definitely. Like I've had like a few people calling me and asking me how I go about it. And I've been helping them out and giving them the, like the, the way I introduce myself and how I explain pay for a guarantee to people when they pick up, like when they open the door to me. But yeah, I think for me, like if you, if you are slow, if you're going through a slow patch, everyone in gyms, every new gyms wearing franchisee or even other gyms should use pay for a guarantee because it's here. James himself wanted it to be here. It's been telling us during the training to use it if we needed to. And I think rather than to go out and, and, you know, some people are trying to get some work maybe through other ways, like through lead generating services. I think as long as pay for a guarantee is available, we should, we should use it because it's here. It doesn't cost us anything to use and it can definitely make a difference. And how are you going in your business now? Yeah, now it's it's uh, picking up, as I said, with the regular customers that I've been getting, like the relationship that I've built with real estate agents around and things like that. I'm getting work coming in from that. I'm also starting to get some referrals and things like that coming in. When I add this to the leads that I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm going well. Yeah. And how are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I was doing this. I was in this industry before I started gyms, but always as an employee. And just the difference is like having time. I like the fact of the that I can be in control of my days, organize things the way I want to organize them. It's been very enjoyable so far. So That's back to here. And I was going to say as well, what equipment are you using in your business? What have you found that you like using? Like, do you use a particular type of brand for battery gear or petrol gear or? What do you like using? So, so far I went with steel because this is what I've always been using in the past, like through the different jobs that I've had. I went with a combi tool, the steel. So I just had, like when I first started, I just got that one combi tool, which is the one engine. And then you can get all the attachment for it, which helps like financially, I think it's better. And also you have less gears to carry around. And then I went with the Bushranger Pushmoa, self-propelled, which is, it's been very good as well. I never had any issues since I've been in business. I'm starting to think about what I'm going to be buying moving forward to get more job done, basically. So yeah, definitely the route of going down, like buying electric gear will be definitely something that I'm looking at at the moment or like buying a ride on mower 
Yeah, so that's that's probably the next step is like investing into ride on mower and battery gear. And if in a year or two I can be fully battery operated, that would be great. Awesome. And I was going to say, how's the support been as well? Because you've been using paid for work a bit, which is great to hear that you've been using it. How how's the support been as well from your franchise or from other people? Oh, the yeah, it's been great. Like from the franchise or like we've got, we speak like on a regular basis. If I have any questions, I know that I can call Dan or I can call anyone around here. And I've developed some very good friendship with franchises around here that I met during the franchisee meetings, which was very good. It's not necessarily the help as in like, oh, I don't know how to do this job. Even though like if there is something you don't know how to do, someone will be able to show you for sure. But it's also just like to have someone to talk to, like some franchisees call me weekly or bi-weekly just to have a five-minute conversation, ask me how I'm going and ask them how they're going. And we just like, it's it's great to have this relationship because once we are on the job, I'm on my own, but on the weekend on things, I can be catching up with franchisees for a beer or like just having a chat. The other thing that's been very helpful as well is for tools. If I was an independent like, for example, this week I had to quote a job for a pressure washing job, like to clean a fence. And if I was on my own, I would have had to either say no to the quote or go out and buy a $1,000 machine. But here, because I know the franchisees around me, I just ask someone and they are willing to borrow me the right tools. So I can get on with the jobs without having to invest into something that I may only be using once or twice kind of thing. Awesome. And this is helping. And how did you go with quoting in the early days? Because quoting is generally one of the toughest things people find to do. They always underquote, and you know. So how did you go with quoting early in the early days? Is there any advice looking back now in quoting? I think it's a few advice, like, but it's it's come down to experience. I think I've asked a few franchises, and actually some some bigger jobs actually that I got when I first got started. There was franchises willing to like drive to the job site out of their way to come have a look with me and and give me their advice. So that was very good and helpful. Uh, but apart from that, it was just like experience. So I would quote something. And then if it was a bit short or a bit much, then you sort of like remember, like over time, you sort of like remember all these jobs that you've done in the past. And definitely when you end a quote, you definitely remember them. And it helps in the future when you have like a similar job. But yeah, like I feel like now I'm, not getting too bad. I still end up quite a few jobs, I feel, every now and then, but it is what it is. Yeah. And how did you go with the real estates? How did you go about getting those relationships? Did you just go in there or was it referrals or how did you go about um, dealing with real estate agents? A few referrals, but if not just walking into the edge, like just walking into their office and again, like clean clothes and everything. So, and just introducing myself and asking them if they are thought of contractors or if they need a hand with anything or just offering them my availability. Most real estate agents didn't follow up with anything, but a few are calling me months after I spoke to them and they have a job that no one is available to get done. And they still have my cards on their desk and they give me a call. And when a real estate agent is calling me back, I make sure that. I get the job done straight away yeah. and I uh, make sure that I'm doing a good job because like it's it's part of like building the relationship moving forward. And a few real estate agents now are giving me work ongoing. So it's great. It's good to hear. Now I was gonna say as well, um, 
you know, using the paperwork guarantee is a really, really good thing. And obviously, Cam, some franchises don't use it, but you used it, which is fantastic as well. What other things early on would have helped you? Because you started right at the start of winter. So maybe looking back, what things would, was there anything you might have done differently in the start? Or what would you maybe, if you had to start again, what were some other things you might have tried? I don't know if I would have done anything really differently. When I first started, I thought I should have started more close to the end of winter or something. But then looking back, the fact that I was able to use pay for a guarantee to get through the winter, through these few months of winter, I still had time to get a few regular customers in and things. So when I look back at it, I thought, I'm thinking if I started in, in September, for example, I will still be behind today compared to when I started back in winter because all the things that I've been able to build through these winter months. And when I speak with some franchisees, which started when it was, when we had heaps of rain here in Brisbane in the middle of summer, they were super busy straight away. But I guess some of them were saying that they were a bit running around like their troops that didn't really know what to do because they were just getting started and they had all this massive amount of work coming in. Where like for me, it was a bit slower. So I took like, I was spending time on the jobs. I wasn't running like the jobs that might take me 45 minutes to do now. I used, Maybe I would have spent an hour and a half to do it when I first get started, but I was making sure that it was done properly. Everything was a learning process and the fact that I had time, I think it helped in a way. No, it's a good point. And it's a good point because a lot of, a lot of them, some mowing franchises will hold over guys to start just before spring or maybe a month before spring. But if you're starting that time of winter, you can get through it and use the paperwork guarantee and take your time. As you said, you'll be far better for it because you're going to have a better sense of the business when it does ramp up. Your work quality as well is going to be better and you know, you, you've got a good resilient footing already because you're having to do those paperwork guarantees and going to real estate and stuff and coming yeah. to spring, um, ready to go. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, like the fact that I've been claiming pay for a guarantee by knocking on doors definitely build something in you like it, like it's hard at first but as you go like it becomes easier it, it like you're building skills to talk to people and and just like having conversations and yeah that's it's probably the hardest moment. thing for a lot of people i hear Winston, is they have to knock on someone's door who doesn't know them and, and basically say you know try and do the free service so it's, it's not much harder than that like besides cold calling or something right so if you can get through that and be resilient enough to get through that, most of the things you're going to experience moving forward, which you've already done, you know, it's yeah. not easy when you look back on that and you go, geez, that was tough, but I'm glad I did it to build that confidence and that momentum to go forward. Yeah, for sure. But on, another thing about pay for guarantees that you need to, I'm always telling myself that I'm out there to obviously make my week a little bit better financially, but I will be helping people as well when I'm out there. So... One of the great thing about pay for a guarantee is that sometimes I knock on the door and it's a single mom that enter the door and the, they have like a, the biggest smile on their face because they were struggling. They have like a full-time job or they have to work a lot. They're a single mom. They have to take care of a newborn baby or like a young child and their front yard is a mess. And when I knock on the door and I just like offer to mow that for them, like they, like there's like little moments like this that like makes the day as well. Like. The fact that you go out and you actually help people, I think that's that's great. It's a very, it's a very, very good point. And also, the great thing about it is you can also get paid for it, which is great, which is a beauty of the gym system and the pay for it guarantee works that way as well. Now, I was going to say as well, um, where are you from? Where are you from originally, Quentin? To people who don't know, where are you from originally? 
All right, I'm, I'm from France originally. Yeah, and how long have you been in Australia for? Uh, coming on to seven years, I think. Yeah. And what yeah. prompted the move for you? Was it just the holiday and you liked it here, or what? Why'd you, what? What made you want to come to Australia? Uh, it's uh, the romance. <laughs> the romance, oh, girl. <laughs> I was actually here like over ten years ago, traveling through Australia. I took a gap year in my university degree, and I actually met like my partner now and yeah from there like the plan changed we've been traveling around a bit and we came back to australia yes sort of seven years ago i and what was about brisbane that you liked it's uh it's uh, when i was traveling as a backpacker is the first place that i came to like i landed in brisbane the first time ever and uh i really love this city and uh, the weather here and like the landscape and everything and when we first came back to Australia, we moved to Adelaide because that's where she's from. Mm. And um, after a few years in Adelaide, we ended up moving to Brisbane because, yeah, for, for these reasons, just like the lifestyle and the weather, the city. And is it, is it, because it's obviously a lot hotter up there than what it's in Vic. So how do you find the body with being out there all day? Is it something where it's just a matter of you get used to it or you make sure obviously you stay really hydrated and sunscreen or how do you go with the conditions up there? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually not too bad. I mean, you get used to it definitely. Like it's it's not as bad as the guys that are up in in Cairns and Darwin. Like Darwin, no, it's <laughs> very low. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like, I think when I was in South Australia in summer, we had some forty-five degree heat, like dry heat days, and really like these would have been tough as well, like working outside. So here we are more in the thirties. It's, yes, humid, but you get used to it. I just carry heaps of water with me, keep drinking all day, have some food in my car. If I start to feel a bit weak, I, I just eat something quickly and keep going. Yeah. What sort of, and what sort of services do you find yourself doing besides mining for clients? You mentioned pressure washing before, which people might not know that we can do. So pressure washing is one. What else have you been doing for clients? Yeah, I've been doing garden cleanups. I've been doing small landscaping jobs. So when it comes to landscaping, I can't, I don't really have the skills or the tools to do like the major work. So like ready, retaining walls or things like that. But I've definitely been building garden beds and things like that for customers. I've been doing pretty much everything. Uh, new build as well. Like in, when there is like a... Um, a house just being built, like they usually need to like get it mowed or something yeah. before, or like cleaned up before they go down and install mulch and things like that. So I've got a few jobs like this, but everything that really comes up to me, as long as it's in the garden and things, I am happy to do anything. So awesome! And are you happy with the way your business is at now, or you obviously you still want to get more regs? But are you happy with things overall at current? Uh, yeah, well, like. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm still building it. I still need to build it more than what it is standing now to be fully sustainable, but it will happen like over time, you know, and my goal is to bring on as many regulars as I can throughout this coming summer and potentially by the end of the summer, having a look at buying some more clients of another franchisee if there is something on sale. Uh, which will boost up my regulars as well yeah. to go through the following winter. But um, I'm not in a race. I mean, I'm building it. I mean, it for the long term to be able to support my family moving forward. So um, I have the patience that I need to have and keep building it block by block. And yeah, 
And are you, you happy, are you happy with the decision? Because obviously, you know, you started at winter, which you might, as you said, you thought about going to your other job to do this as well at the time. So, but are you happy with how you stuck through it and you proud yourself in the end of where you are? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I went to my previous job, well, first of all, I would have had my leads turned off for eight hours a day. Um, so that would have stopped me from building the business to where it is now. So the, to be able to, and I wouldn't have been in control. So you're getting a lead and you can, and I can still go and call it straight away because I'm still in full control where if I was in my previous job, all these things I could not have done. And, um, I think if I could only build the business on the weekends and in the afternoons, it would have been slower to build. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's possible like some, uh, but for me, I'm just using everything that I can with gyms. This is one of the great thing about the franchise is that there is this system in place and I just want to be using as much as I can to keep my business going. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. I don't regret not to go back into my previous job. That's for sure. Well, it's good to hear. Now, look, it's great to follow up with you. And um, Dan mentioned, yeah, you know, the interview you about because you use paperwork guarantee a lot, which is what it's there for to do. And it's great that you've been able to use it and it's helped you get to your business and hopefully, I mean, keep building to where you are on a regular basis. It's great to follow up, follow up with you, Quinton. I remember you from training and um, yeah, it's great to see that you're smiling and you're enjoying this more than your previous job, which is the main thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, in the other year or two, um, we can catch up with you and you've got, you know, 100 regs or something like that. So it'd be great yeah. to see where you get yeah, to. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> sure. No worries, Quinton. Well, thanks for that, mate. And um, have a great week and we appreciate your time. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thanks for that. No, thanks, mate. No worries. Bye. Thank you for listening to the episode of the More Than Just Mowing podcast by Jim's Mowing. If you do need help with your local gardening expert, please give us a call at 131546 for Australia, 0800 454 654 for New Zealand or head to jimsmowing.com.au or jimsmowing.co.nz. If you liked what you heard, please make sure you leave us a review as well. Wherever you consume your podcast, we appreciate your support. And until next episode, we hope you have a great week.